Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is a show for business tips and ideas and also some secrets on how people become successful. But first, let's introduce co-host Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you. And thank you all so much for tuning in to our show. We so appreciate you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. We are so lucky to have Sharon Zahavi with us today. Hello, Sharon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. We're good. Yeah. Now, Sharon is the founder of Sex Up Your Brand. She's an award-winning speaker and international branding and marketing strategist and an author. She helps business owners seduce clients by sexying up their brand perception. I love this. (laughs) Sharon, (laughs) let's dive right in. What is the main message you want to give our audience today about building their brand? Okay, well, I guess the main message I have for anybody who's trying to build their brand and put themselves out there is pretty much be true to who you really are. Um, I think it's the worst thing when you can recognize somebody being fake or trying to be like somebody they're not or like somebody else. And it's a real turnoff. Mm-hmm. And people don't are not attracted to you or what you're representing or your values or your mission or you're not being true to yourself so mm-hmm. bottom line don't be afraid of owning who you are and wrap your whole brand around that right wow um that uh, that makes me think i'd better be a little bit careful yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little bit careful never be careful just be <laughs> no, I'm, I'm i'm just doing a bit of stirring but sharon I think you've alluded to it. What's the, what's the biggest mistake that business owners make when they're in branding their businesses? Is it an extension of what you just said? Well, Tell I mean, us more. You could say that. You could say that the biggest mistake I see is people basically not being in alignment mm-hmm. to who they are and what they need to put out there. But there are plenty of mistakes that, that I see. I, I think a lot of it is this lack of focus. And mm-hmm. this, they're putting out something that is very confusing for their target market, for those mm-hmm. people they're trying to um, attract. But it does stem from the fact that they're not in alignment with who they are. When you are not in alignment, then you keep putting things out there that you see other people do, mm-hmm. and nothing matches, nothing makes sense together. And that's why a lot of people, they do something and they go, well, how come this guy's doing it and it's not working for me? Sure. It's not working for you because your situation is different. And it may not be the solution for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, very true. Absolutely. Now, Sharon, you've worked with on multi-million dollar campaigns for some of the world's most well-known brands. What led you to change from focusing on these big companies and now you're focused more on helping small business owners? What made you what made you change your focus? It's a very good question. And there are actually multiple reasons, but I think the main main thing is that there is so much more joy in taking somebody who's they're just starting it's a small Mm -hmm. company they have so Mm -hmm. much vision and often i mean i think all of the clients i work with they're very much impact driven which gets me really excited and then we can come up with so much more like there's creativity involved and there's different ways of getting them out there sometimes dealing with very little budget, very little Mm -hmm. time, very little resources. So that allows us to be more creative. I find it so much more rewarding 
than working with a big company that honestly, it's hard to move things when there's a lot of people involved mm -hmm. and there's so many decision makers and they don't like it risky and they don't like it different. They just like it the same and nobody wants to get fired. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a buzzkill for your creativity. So working with small businesses, it's so much more satisfying and so much more fun. Okay. So oh, yeah. I'm curious, how did you start into this career to begin with? Because how did you go from, you know, to, to working with well-known brands from all over the world? How did you start into that? It's a, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? I've never, I've, I've always been this kind of person who's just, I just say yes to opportunities, okay. right? Somebody asked me, do you know how to do this? And I just go, yes. And then I learn how to do it. And people are like, do you want to do, do you want to join this? Do you want to be a part of this organization? And I just go, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. So when I was young, I realized that I had this almost like superpower, if you want to call it that way, where I, I can tell what people want to see, what they like, you know, what gets them going. So that kind of brought me into this world of branding, marketing, sales, advertising, because I could, I could see really easily what people need to see or do or just to be influenced in the direction you want to influence mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of like attracted me naturally into it because... I just saw it everywhere. When you like something, you see it everywhere. And when there's opportunities mm -hmm. to be a part of something, you just go, yeah, absolutely. That sounds so interesting. So I got into it very organically. Honestly, like most of the things that I do, right. I got into it very organically. But uh, the more people I met like that were in this field, and I'm very much a people person. So the more I could meet important people who are part of bigger campaigns, and I wasn't shy like I would just go and start talking to them and give them my ideas or my insight I would always have this like welcoming feedback of like that sounds great come be a part of something bigger come be a part of something bigger mm -hmm. and every time I just go yes <laughs> so in a very short amount of time I found myself doing working on projects with brands that I'm like I cannot believe I'm a part of this what am I even doing here I <laughs> I, I didn't feel like I belong but it's um I think this is a key that a lot of people need to recognize when we all think that people who are successful, they kind of do it on their own and they kind of make it all happen. It's all about people. It's all about network and who you meet and how you listen and what you're able to give. That's how you move forward. And tuning into the opportunities as well, right? Some people may be confronted with an opportunity and not see it for what it is and just walk away from it where another person will just say yes and jump right in and it'll take them on it just helps them get down further the road to their in, in their careers right absolutely and it's it's this fear of not being ready which i hear all the time it's like you give an opportunity and sometimes i am able to provide really cool opportunities for people and I'm so eager calling them being like, oh my gosh, I got you this like really great opportunity to meet this person or do this thing. And what I hear back instead of like excitement, I hear this like, oh, but I'm not ready. And this is not, I'm not, I'm not right. What if it's not? And I'm like, and I just wish instead of us always wondering what could go wrong with something is to focus on what could go right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. If we do that, I think a lot of things would be less scary and just a lot more exciting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that if things should go wrong, it's not the end of the world, right? Mm. I mean, I, not I've at had... all. Often, if something goes wrong, things just remain exactly the same they were before. Sure. And and no um, matter how, I was just going to say, no matter how much of a fool you might think you've made of yourself, ninety nine point nine percent of humanity has forgotten about it by tomorrow, right? So, <laughs> what, are, what are you worrying about? You know? That is that is so true. I say it all the time. While you're yeah. wondering what everybody's thinking about you, they're thinking what everybody's thinking about them. Absolutely. So, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right there. So I picked up something on your website that that really intrigued me. You you saying um, the answer to showing people how great you are is through strategic seduction. Now, um, you've alluded to that a little bit already, but expand on that a little bit for our, for our audience, Sharon. Um, sure. I, I mean, I have a whole talk around that, so I'll try to summarize that. <laughs> short, fun points, but ultimately, I call it strategic seduction naturally because it fits so well under my sex up your brand sort of sure, sure. communication style. But strategic seduction is more about natural attraction, mm -hmm. right? It's being who your target market needs you to be for them. It's because our connection with brands is often like a romantic relationship. Right. It's, I mean, if we just see something in an advertisement and we buy it and we're like, whatever, this is like a date, okay? We're just giving something a chance. But when we come to a place where we only buy this one specific brand, it's very much like a relationship because we feel like that brand you know, represents who, you know, how we feel about ourselves mm -hmm. or the way we see the world or what we want other people to be. It means a lot more to us than just, I like this. Mm -hmm. And if it's only, I like this, usually you're in a constant search for another brand, a better opportunity, something else that will be more in alignment with who you are. So if you want to strategically seduce your target market, you need to be that perfect match for them mm -hmm. where they can recognize this, this is true love right from the beginning. They don't have to give it a billion tries before they realize that or try a billion of other you know, brands or competition out there before they choose to go back with you. And that's pretty much the gist of it. No, for sure, and 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 I, I would say that that again, just like in a, a romantic relationship, to continue this this idea, that once your strategic seduction has worked and you've got your customer, client, whatever hooked for want of a better term, they will then forgive you the odd mistake should you stumble down the track, right? Which which we all do with our partners, right, or our loved ones, but until you build that, you can't really afford to make any mistakes. So. I can see a long-term long benefit there. And you can even see the way like, you know, very large brands, they continue advertising, but they're not advertising their product anymore. No. They're just advertising their brand because mm -hmm. they always want to show you that they're there for you and you care about them and you've built something together. Because it's like a romantic relationship. If mm -hmm. you stop showing you care, if you stop showing that, you know, you that person means something to you, that person is going to keep looking for something else, for somebody for sure. else who will show them that they care. Yep. So that's why you see companies with so much money still putting ads. It has nothing to do with the product. Now. No, 
it's just a brand. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Back to you, Kirsty. I think a lot of women would relate to this and, you know, in terms of, of makeup brands, you know, you don't even think about um, which mascara you just know where to go because you, there's this brand that you like and you just, you know, married to it. (laughs) Right. And if you, and if you don't have one that you like, you're basically going out to one of these like makeup stores, like you're going to a bar. You're just like, okay, just show me what you got. Let me try this out. I don't even know if I'm going to like it. Let me, like, and you feel so reserved too, as if like, I don't know if I'm ready for something new. I don't know. <laughs> it's so like that. Absolutely. So when you recognize that your favorite brand maybe is doing something that you don't agree with, like discover that, I don't know, they ruined the rainforest or they're mm-hmm. extremely not green or I don't know, they, they use child labor or who knows, right? When you discover mm-hmm. that, you feel as hurt. Yeah. as cheated as somebody who just lied to you absolutely and, and that's why the your you know your values also need to be a part of your brand so that we can fall in love with you beyond just what you're capable of doing or what you're able to provide mm-hmm. we want to fall in love with who you are and what you care about so we can care about it together and that's why branding is so important and people often think that brand is just you know it just comes down to the communications, right? Like the logo, the colors, the styles, the language, but it's not. This is just, um, those elements are just an instrument to channel mm-hmm. the rest of what branding really means to people. Right, right. So tell us about your courses and uh, and the services that you provide. So um, there's multiple things that I do, but generally if you're a, a business who's uh, maybe founder sort of centric. Um, I work with people on their personal branding. So I have courses around, you know, building your personal brand, even like on your own, but supported with your values, with your style, and also what you need to do to elevate that. So leveraging different strategies based on your comfort level on, you know, or your best skills to, um, for people to recognize you as an authority, basically, because that's going to make your life easier Mm -hmm. and help you to connect with the right people and so on. So I do a lot of personal branding, but if anybody needs more than that, when they're expanding their business around the communication of the brand, then my team absolutely supports that as well. Um, I also work with people on their sales strategy and their organic marketing strategy, because bottom line, it all comes down to strategic seduction. So Mm -hmm. The way it usually works is I meet with you. We kind of look through what you got going on, what's working in your favor and what's not working in your favor. And then we come up with the best strategy of what you need to do to see results and attract more people in the shortest amount of time. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. I, I've got something to pursue on that one in a moment, but I'm, I want to throw in something slightly controversial. Um, we've looked at a number of your videos and your website and and you play the attractive woman and you talk about the sex and strategic seduction and all. And I love it. I don't, I'm not criticizing, but I would imagine in the current climate, you might catch a bit of flack from some circles for that. Do you, or um, is it not a problem? I, I at love all? that question. I love it because I have such an interesting story behind it. Oh, oh tell us, tell oh, our audience. Yes. Oh, don't you worry. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when I started my business, it was actually more like a, I had a studio where mm-hmm. I would help people more like on the service base, the kind of like 
do this like brand makeover. Okay. And at some point I realized that, you know, I, I kind of didn't like the way it was operating. I was working too much and I didn't like it and I wanted to expand and so on. Um, anyway, I got a coach to help me kind of restructure things. And I met with this coach and while I was talking to him, I realized that he really gets me and my style and so on. So I asked him a personal question because in some events that I, I was uh, going to before, I realized that people would not take me seriously. Men would often flirt really annoyingly. And I had to almost like shut it down pretty early mm-hmm. so I can be like, okay, cool. Very funny. Awesome. But let's talk business. And women would find me, I don't know, like threatening or be mm-hmm. very uncomfortable with me. They wouldn't want to partner or talk. And I didn't realize what was, what am I doing wrong to cause that? Again, because I'm such a people person, mm-hmm. I really enjoy talking to people. So then somebody said to me something like, oh, you're just flirting all the time. So I asked that coach, I was like, I have a question for you. When we first met, did you feel like I was flirting with you? And he was like, no. I was like, and he's like, why are you asking? I'm like, I, I, I don't know, but I'm getting all this vibe. Like I'm doing something wrong. Like I'm my energy or like my style is too much for people. And And maybe it's getting in the way. Should I try to dial it down? And he said to me, never. Mm -hmm. He said, don't you dare dial anything down for other people who are not ready for you. And he said, whatever it is, own it. Mm -hmm. They think that you're too sexy, own it. Don't you bat. Like I was like, and I loved that so Mm -hmm. much because I, I got this permission Absolutely. To just not worry about what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was such an empowering moment for me, almost like, and I think I wrote it in, in one of my books, but I wrote something like, it's almost like if the like the ugly duckling was just like suddenly being like, oh my God, I'm a swan. That's why it was so hard being a duck. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good one. <laughs> like, like it's so hard being something you're not. It's so yeah. much effort. So because he kind of walked me through that process of owning it, I decided to build this as sure. the whole image. Just sex up your brand in your face. If you don't like it, too bad. If you like it, perfect. Yeah. So now... Yeah. I'm naturally attracting those who are ready to own it and to be like who they are and mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, fill themselves with the confidence they deserve. So I get to work with the right kind of people, mm-hmm. the people who see that this is more of an act of empowerment mm-hmm. rather as some kind of like, a, I don't know, kind of like a gimmick that is fake. Because when they meet me, especially when they see me speak on stage, they can see where this energy is coming from. And that sex up your brand is not really about sex, but it's about being sexy as like attractive and confident. And that's really sexy. I mean, confidence is probably the sexiest thing out there. Of course, of course. No, don't worry, don't worry. We both get it. But I had to ask you that question because I could see that it would it would uh, threaten some women and uh, give some men the wrong message. But I I think it's wonderful. No, it's it's. it's... Uh, I mean, I'll tell you this. Um, now all of the weird guys who just go to these events to flirt with me, they're so threatened by that. Oh yeah. Title. 
They are not <laughs> in the way at all. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. They're not there anymore. Only the guys that are willing to talk business and they are not threatened by, you know, their own masculinity or by powerful women. They're there and I love mm-hmm. it. And the women are usually like are a lot more attracted to me now because they're not feeling threatened by something that's not there. They actually feel like we can do something amazing together and they want more of that confidence. Mm-hmm. So it's surprising, but I guess that's what I say that being who you are ends up being oh, for sure. you for yourself and for anybody around you. Yeah, wonderful. No, that, that's that's really good. Really good. Uh, Kathleen was asking you about your courses. What about your books? Tell our audience about your books. So um, I'm a co-author of a couple of books. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called Empowering Women to Succeed. It's a volume five because there's so many of them. Um, and this one, that one I has the story, I have the story that I call Own It, which kind of describes this sort of journey of how mm-hmm. I decided to go in this path. So it's really, it's really interesting. And if I can say even funny, because I'm so funny. Um, <laughs> and, um The other one is in a book called Mirror, Mirror, and it's more about um, the way women see themselves and like, you know, inside and outside and the struggles that we go with. And there I share a story called What's Killing You Inside. And that's a different transformation I had to go through when uh, I got sick and I actually got diagnosed with cancer. Oh, yeah. I know um, that one is less funny, but it's also <laughs> not heartbreaking. It's full of inspiration and a lot of realization that, you know, who you are is not how you look. Mm-hmm. It's not your long hair or long eyelashes or pretty lips or pretty skin. It's not. And sometimes you have to realize it when this is all taken away from you. But uh, your passion is not taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Your energy for life, your excitement, the way you attract people, that's never going away. Mm-hmm. So being so hard on ourselves, the way we look and we don't look so good and we feel mm-hmm. that people are thinking about us this and that and we go in front of the mirror and we go, I hate this and I hate this and I hate this mm-hmm. is not it's not helping anybody just doing this damage right. that um, it's really hard to fix. Right. So it's a really yeah. interesting it's a really interesting thing actually I'm working on uh turning this into uh a, a talk because I was invited to speak on a pretty mm-hmm. large stage okay. in uh, Switzerland and it's going to be more like a motivational thing. So. Oh very good. Excellent. 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 So so um what I wanted to ask you was um so much has changed since the pandemic started, right? People, more people working from home. Some brands have disappeared. Um, others have had to change uh, and all this sort of thing. So how should business owners adjust their strategies in the new environment that we're in and going into as more changes coming? Obviously, what's the key thing they should be thinking about? I think one of the main things that I want people to recognize because of the pandemic, people trust less. Mm-hmm. And now this personal connection and your your brand identity that, that is pretty much centered on who you are, they're even more important to them sure. before. Yep. Because now we want to be attracted to those who we can trust and that we can feel that they understand us. So I'd, I'd say, even though it's really, um, it's really fun to think that we can solve all of our problems with a lot of automation, I would try to shy away from a lot of automation and try to connect with people in a real way, real authentic way, where you listen to their problems and try to truly help them instead of trying to treat them like a number. 
Mm-hmm. Because we can mm-hmm. tell when you're messaging us from a template. We can mm-hmm. tell they were accidentally on your ma- mailing list. We can tell. And if you accidentally bring somebody in from it, this is not called conversion. That's an accident. Mm-hmm. If you actually connect with people, your conversion rate is going to be 80%, not whatever, very proudly being on a 15% with people who may not even trust you. So they're not even be good clients for you. Sure. No, very good. Good. So Sharon, how important is it for business owners to build a personal brand in addition to their company brand? It's becoming more and more important because Mm -hmm. there's so many small businesses now. So the more, the smaller the business is, this is centered around your mission, you know, who you are, your face, your style, and so on. If I'm just focused on, you know, the service you provide, there's plenty of other services out there. And it's really easy for me to go online and compare you to a billion others and just choose whoever is cheapest Mm -hmm. or whoever is doing something that I like liking more. Right. And it's, you can see that with the way people shop these days, they don't really care about you and they don't really have scarcity right nobody's telling me right now on the phone well if you don't do it now you'll never be able to get it again i'm like "Mm, i doubt it Mm -hmm. i actually feel like i will be able to get it anywhere everywhere for less and who knows i have plenty of options Mm -hmm. so now the reason somebody would choose you would be because of who you are and what you've done and that's why building a personal brand is so important because We care about the people. We connect with the person now and not necessarily with the service that they're providing. Mm -hmm. And I can Mm -hmm. see that often when I speak on stage. Mm -hmm. And I I know, I mean, I also explain a lot about my credibility, my experience, what I've done, but I also give a lot of value. I've had times where I go on stage and I'm not even selling anything. I'm just talking. And people come to me after and they go, whatever it is you're selling, I want to buy it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I mean, it's funny to hear, but I know exactly why they're saying it. Because we managed to connect. That connection is more valuable than anything else. Finding the right people that you can really trust and they resonate with who you are and what you care about, that's so much harder than finding a service or a product. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are easy. So if you're not focusing on building your own brand, it just means that you're losing to the competition. You're for sure losing to the competition if they're doing it and you're not. Right. Mm -hmm. Good answer. Mm -hmm. So follow on to that. Do you find younger entrepreneurs, you know, generation X, Y, Z, are are more comfortable with building a personal brand than my generation? Because some years ago when I got into internet marketing, having been in the corporate world and then a farmer for a number of years, the idea of publicizing myself was was horrendous because of my background and my age and being brought up. And I, I know that a lot of my generation share that and even next generation down share that. Are you finding the younger generations adapt more easily to building that personal brand? Well, I'd say that every generation have their own limitations and beliefs of what they think is right Mm -hmm. or what they're used to. And when it comes to marketing, you have to be very adaptable because Mm -hmm. things change all the time. And I hear plenty of things, you know, even people who, you know, sold things pre-pandemic. They're like, well, we have this, we have this, we have this. And suddenly it's not working. It's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not suddenly not working. It's just that things change. People change. Strategies need to change as well. Mm-hmm. So you're probably right that maybe some of the older folks are having harder time of adapting to things like social media. 
But if it makes anybody feel better, I hate social media too. I think it's a <laughs> horrible place for people to pretend that they know what they're doing and waste so much of their energy showing off things that are not reality. And it drives me mental. And yep. the idea of putting myself on social media makes me feel like a part of the problem. Mm. So we all have our limitation and we all <laughs> have things where we don't feel like we should be a part of. The smart thing about a really good branding strategy is to leverage what you are comfortable with Wait, sure. and also what your strengths are. So mm-hmm. for example, you know, some people that I work with that are older, I don't tell them go do TikTok videos every day. I mean... I can tell them, but we all know how that's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what kind of strategies I do recommend are, for example, you know, getting a TEDx talk and yep. get your information out there like that mm-hmm. in, a, in a way that they're a lot more comfortable in, right? Mm-hmm. Go on stage, mm-hmm. talk, explain something. So if they're more comfortable with that or maybe even publishing their book or publishing an article to start with, they start with that. This You still leverage a lot of opportunities sure. from this one thing that you get it's it's not about going against what you can do and forcing you to break out of your shell really you know firmly and horribly it's about slowly getting you more and more comfortable while leveraging what you, what is working in your favor what's working sure no that's a good answer to that one good answer um i'm just watching our time we're getting close to our time but i have uh, a very important question i've got to ask you we ask all our successful guests and i'm really looking forward to your answer to this one mm-hmm. and and that is sharon in in your experience and you've had experience with working with lots of different people is there one characteristic or mindset or habit that sets successful people apart from those who remain average? And and I mean success in a broader sense, not just making money, but that's a big part of it. And looking at business leaders in particular, one thing or more complicated? Well, it's definitely more complicated, but I think the level of complication comes from what do you would you define as success anyway? I mean, I think most of us don't even know. And that's the reason why we feel so unsatisfied with our success, because Mm -hmm. we don't even know that this is what we consider success. And we're not even sure when we get there if this is what it is. So I think if I were to consider success as something like, you know, it could be money or it could be happiness or it could be, you know, um, innovation or impact or anything like that, right? success in whatever field or in whatever in whatever way you want to look at it i would say if i had to choose one it's probably focus mm-hmm. and focus not like as you know i'm really focused but more like when you know where you want to go you can get there and the mm-hmm. people who are really successful they don't they don't lose track of where they want to go mm-hmm. And even if they change it and once they get there, they're like, oh, but now I want to go further. They still have a very fixed idea of what mm-hmm. it is that they want. And I've noticed that with anything in my life, from the weirdest of things you can think of, like meeting a celebrity that I wanted to meet or um, or or even getting like a, a the the I wanted to get the ver- new version of iPhone without buying one. Stupid things like that. <laughs> I just wanted something, but I really, really wanted it. And for some reason, I was able to get there. And every time I get there, I'm like, I try to remind myself, do you remember that day that you decided that that's what you wanted? <laughs> because 
I'm sometimes not sure what got me there, but it's because it was focus. That's how you recognize opportunities. Yes. Because if you know where you're going, you're like, this might lead me to where I'm going. Right. I'd say yes. This might lead me to where I'm going. So I'd say yes to that. And I think that's what I see with every successful person that I've ever met. They're always focused on what they really want. They don't get let themselves get distracted by other things. But that also comes from knowing what you want and sure. who you are. Circling back from the, to the beginning, because what a nice circle this can be. But really, knowing who you are and what you want, yeah. that's what's going to make you happier and more successful. Thank you. No, very good. Excellent. Yeah. So Excellent. I'm curious, that the was that just an example that you gave us about the wanting to meet a celebrity? Or did it's you a actually really silly celebrity too? It's it's a really funny like you won't even realize why I want to meet this guy. So I when I was a kid, I really liked well, I like cartoons like everybody else, but I really like the people who do the voices of the cartoons. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was like an amazing art form, okay? And I and I used to know who they are at the end of every show. I would read their names and I'm and there was this one guy, I would see his name all the time, and I'm like, wow, he's doing so many voices. He's so amazing, okay. And every time I would see his name, I'm like, oh, wow, I wish I could meet him and tell him how much I love what he does. And there was one time I went to a premiere for an event because I was a part of this broadcasting company. And my friend, before we went, she was like, there's going to be this celebrity and this celebrity and this celebrity. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care so much about celebrities. She's like, who would you be excited to meet? And I was like, well... There's this guy, I always see his name at the end of the animation uh, films, and I would love to meet him because he's so talented. And she's like, that's so weird. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> and I go to that event, he, and he's there. He's there. <laughs> he's there. And I'm the only one embarrassingly starstruck by someone. He was confused why I'm so excited. Because he's like, how do you know who I am? And I was like, of course I know you did this, you did this, you did this. And he's like, tell us who you wouldn't know because I was born in Israel and it's like an Israeli show and he's like an Israeli actor. Like you wouldn't know. Okay. (laughs) How uninteresting it can be. But I was like, I was, I was like, I was, it was like my best day. And (laughs) my friend was like, my friend was like, oh, you made her day because tomorrow is going to be her birthday. And she loved it. And he's like, He's like, oh, really? That's so nice. And he's like, I'll, I'll take your number. Maybe I can get you to do voices in like cartoons. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I've never been like this in my life. Like, cause I don't usually get excited. So I was almost like, oh, I can't, this is, I'm so excited. And he called me the next day to even wish me a happy birthday. And I almost fell off my chair. I was oh. <laughs> Oh, lovely. <laughs> I was like, it was like, it was like my most memorable birthday ever. And I don't know, it sort of happened because I sort of said how great it would be to meet him in person. But it's like, if you are focused, you're the law of attraction. Sure. opportunities. Yeah, Isn't it? yeah. It's the law yeah. of attraction at its best, at its finest. Yeah, wonderful. I, I oh, that's good. I believe in it a hundred percent because that's time well. where I wanted to get to get a um, a new iPhone. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, the energy to search up online, you know, to, and compare because that's annoying. So I I pushed all my days on my calendar and I just wrote on some random day. This day I shall start looking for a phone, and I just closed it and I forgot all about it. 
And guess what? Like a day before, randomly, a guy I knew won an iPhone and gave it to me. Wow. Oh, I love And I flipped story. the day in my cal. I flipped the day in my calendar and I'm like, oh my God. That was it. <laughs> one day before today, I said, I want to get one. Wow. Wow. You're very wow, good wow, at wow. manifesting. You're very yeah. good at manifesting what you want. I should it's use amazing. my powers for the greater good and like yeah. manifest world peace or something like that. That's fantastic. Excellent. Oh, Sharon, I could listen to you for hours yeah. and hours, but unfortunately our time is, is coming to an end. But please tell us, how do people contact you? That's a great question. Um, I think the easiest way to contact me would probably finding me on LinkedIn. I'm very mm-hmm. responsive there. Mm-hmm. And I also take people more seriously than if they contact me on Instagram. Okay. Um, but also going on my website, sexupyourbrand.com, there is a contact form and I'm very responsive there as well. Or just email me directly at um, Sharon at sexupyourbrand.com. Excellent. Okay, got it. And just for our audio listeners, all of those details will be in the written description on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this episode on. And that's it from me. Back to Kathleen to wind it up. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, Sharon. It was a pleasure having you on. And thank you also very much for tuning in. And if anyone is interested in being a guest <laughs> on our show, all you need to do is go to the yakkingshow.com, click on the contacts tab, where you will find a short application form, and we would love to hear from you. And please let us know what topics you'd like us to cover. We have access to so many experts on this show, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.